Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50. <laughs> For a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Folks at home, folks at home, welcome back to Ike Live. You are watching the Fish My City special. And we're giving you a glimpse into the behind the scenes of creating a show like Fish My City. Pete, is there anything you've heard so far that has surprised you? We've heard from, <laughs> from Rob and Wendell. We heard from Tom and Nelson, camera guys, director, producer. Have you heard anything that surprised you? Uh, it's surprising, but it, well, let me, let me, at Bash University, right, we film a lot, right? We put yeah. these stories together. We try to teach people. It's like there's so much more that we could do. It's actually, it's inspired me yeah. that, you know, oh my gosh, that, you know, we're doing stuff with one or two people that they're using a crew of seven to accomplish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think Shout there's. Shout out to us. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> maximizing the situation. We're, we're doing great. Limited resources. We're doing great with limited resources, but start thinking about the way that they think about the shots, the way they think about the story, telling the story, how to how to get that done. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I it's ex, you know it's exciting to hear it, and I'm learning a lot, man. I, I, I enjoy those Eric, segments. We got Eric holding the GoPro, pointing it into the woods. <laughs> you know, like he's FaceTiming somebody or something. <laughs> Foggy lens. Yeah, yeah, dirty lens. Yeah. Yeah. Cake on it. Yeah. We give Eric a hard time, but I got to tell you, the Eric can give you a little props right now. The uh, Philadelphia sewer video, entirely yeah. shot by Eric, is doing tremendous. On YouTube, I thought that was great work, Eric. Great job on that. Seriously. Yeah, everybody, everybody's yeah. talking about that. Yeah, it, was, it was shot very well. It what was, was that really shot? Well. Was that the uh, Ike took Eric's phone shot, so he had to like point it the right way? It was all <laughs> shot on a cell phone, and that yeah. dude, that is actually testament to technology, dude. Yeah, it was all shot was on awesome. a freaking iPhone, dude. It was awesome. I still haven't seen the scene with the police officer yet. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna cut that. It, it's in, I think it's in the master show. It, it's in the YouTube. Video. It's in the YouTube piece. But I think we will pull that out as a separate clip and uh, add the subtitles in there. Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. see that. Uh, yeah, it, it's in there as a quick version, but we have a longer version uh, that we're going to post. Well, the shout one out. you described to me is the one I want to see. Yeah. Also, shout out to the people of Philadelphia for giving once-in-a-lifetime incredible reactions. Oh, yeah. That, you know? <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah, I mean, the whole gamut from homeless people to street workers to police to to uh, to the doctors that were and the nurses that were walking past. Dude, it, it was so amazing. It was so Philly, you know? Yeah. It made Fun. you proud to be from this area. <laughs> you know? Is that true? Oh, it did. <laughs> Definitely. I thought it did. I, thought I, was, I was proud. Yeah, it's a unique part of the country to, to be from. Yeah. Know? It really is a unique spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in just a little bit, uh, I want everybody to keep watching. Um, we're going to get Alex Chaplicki on, and she was the A. Did you hear that name, Dave? That's right. Yeah, a fellow Polak, Dave. Um, Polak. She, what you, that's Polak. right, Polak. What are you, Archie Bunker? Yes, <laughs> fellow Polak. Uh, she was the AP, associate producer of Fish My City. And honestly, Alex had one of the toughest jobs, Pete, in the whole show. Um, was she was, on site? She was on site every show. She was uh, on the front and back sides coordinating stuff. Beck, what would you describe Alex's role? She really was sort of like she had to bond everything together. Made sure it worked, right? It's a really tough. It's a tough job. Her her role was a tough role. Yeah, she she had to do everything because she had to make sure that everything was coordinated. Like so, like permits. hotels, the flights, the permits, like like the fishing permits, but every other getting permit, to and like, from locations. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think it was one of the toughest roles in the whole crew. Now, now this is just really impressive. You had. The two guys that we had on there, what were their titles? So we had uh, Rob and Wendell were the executive producer and co-executive producer slash director. So producer, director. director. You and had then, Tom and Nelson, uh, uh, director of cinematography, lead camera guy, and right. Nelson, who was sort of supporting cameraman, cameraman two. Right. Uh, and then sort of Alex putting all that together along with a lot of other people, too. So there was there was a sound guy. For each each show, Good Lord. there was uh, in a few cases a lighting guy. There was um, uh, people that worked under Alex. Sometimes there was a driver. 
Sometimes there was a fixer who – a fixer was when you go to a foreign country, you use a fixer to help solve the problems of like language, transportation, money, you know, like all those things you encounter in a place like Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So, dude, it's a massive undertaking. You know, it's a massive undertaking. It's huge. I, I, what stuck with me was what Nelson said, how, you, how you know, it was a unique thing, a one-in-a-ten-year crew, right? That stuck with me. Yeah. yeah. That's a powerful it, statement. It, yeah, it, it, was. It, it was special to me. See, I was I did I don't I didn't know. You know, I don't I don't know. This is my first experience, but it it felt very very special. Mm-hmm. You know, I honestly like anybody you work with and you meet and you form a relationship with. It's not all roses. We all had our moments, but uh, at the end of the day, I I thoroughly enjoyed the time I spent with the crew. And I, and it and I felt it felt it felt like family, you know, which was which was unique to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Felt awesome. Felt great. Well, it seems like it, it's they, agree, you know, they feel the same way. Uh, yeah, you know, it was, it you was, guys had something special going on. It was great. Uh, Brian Carpenter, did you want to try to? Do you want to? You want to? Okay, gotcha. Yes. Um, we're gonna keep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, Brian's got his own conversation going on back here. I don't know well, what he's talking you, about. You, you went into enough detail that I figured I would pull her. Up. Oh, cool! Thank you. Felt Thank like you. an intro to me. Okay, good. I like it. Uh, well, we're going to keep it going. Uh, I, I, I mentioned, uh, we've got, uh, really, I feel like the glue of the show, the backbone of the show. Really, really special lady. Uh, when you watch that show, Pete, a lot of the success of that show is, is based around what she did. Um, joining us now live via Skype, I don't know where she's at, we're going to find out, is the associate producer, AP of Fish My City. Alex Chaplicky. Alex. Hi, guys. Alex, before I get into anything else, we've all butchered your name many a times. Can you give us the correct pronunciation of your name? Am I saying it right? Yeah, actually, Mike. I'm pretty impressed. Wow. Yeah. Okay. How are you doing? It's good to see you, Alex. Good to see you guys, too. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the show. Um, I was really, really impressed. It was about two weeks ago, maybe, maybe a week and a half ago. Um, I got a, a call and a text, and you guys, you were going out fishing with your dad, and uh, you, you were going out in the bayou, and uh-huh. about, you, you called with a couple questions, very cool <laughs> stuff, like, you know, what should I do, this, that, and then, like, about a couple hours later, I get this picture of you with a redfish. So, you can really fish, Alex. Well, you've inspired me, Ike. What can I say? Yes. First, watch you and not want to go out and learn, you know, learn the treat. Yes, I love it. All right, I'm going to give you. I'm going to roll call some of the projects you've been involved in in your career, real quick. Uh, you've worked on the incredible Doctor Pool, who's now a competitor of ours. We're trying to beat him down. <laughs> uh, the Real Housewives of DC, and most recently. Gold Rush, uh, the 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 Gold Show on Discovery. I, I we watch that show every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, Becky, we have insomnia at night. We're flicking through the channels. Uh, amazing, Alex. Tell me, I, I I sort of know the story, but I there are a lot of people watching tonight. I, how did you get into this whole mess? How did you get into this business? Uh, you know, I got an internship uh, working for a History Channel show in D.C., and I uh, went to college in Connecticut. And when I got that internship, I moved down here. Um, and I kind of have just been working in TV ever since, was an assistant at Nat Geo, and then worked at a company where I was a production coordinator for a bunch of different shows, and then went off to be an associate producer for some more shows that you mentioned, and that's where I'm at now. Wow. Now, I know you were a swimmer in high school, in college. You You did a little bit of swimming. Why you were swimming, did you ever think that you would end up here? Was this... Was this a thought back then? I mean, I think it's really ridiculous they ask kids to know what they want to do when they're 17 years old. So, no, I didn't I didn't think I'd be here um, until after I kind of matured a little bit and got out of school and got into the working world and figured out where my passion and my interests lie. Very interesting. Now, now we yeah. talked about this earlier, and I know a lot of questions were coming through our IM about how the business works. Um, talk a little bit about you guys are sort of like freelancers in, in a sense where you're you work with the show and you have time with the show and you may spend a season or two and then you sort of move on to another one. Talk a little bit about that because I think a lot of people are confused that 
you know, that the potential of you staying with one show for two or three or four seasons, that usually doesn't work like that, right? You guys hop around a little bit. Yeah, timing is everything, too. And it definitely is risky being a freelancer, but with no risk comes little rewards. So I like to be able to work on as many projects as I can. And, and that's being a freelancer. You start a show, you work on a show, and then you finish a show, and then you're on to the next thing. So you just kind of got to meet people along the way and keep your feelers out there and, you know, hope to get on the next project. Okay. Um, let me remind everybody watching right now, if you've got a question for Alex, please hit us up on our IM. You could also hit us up on our social feeds, at Ike Live Show, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Now, Alex, I want we, we've got a very, uh, very determined young um, gentleman working for us in the back, Eric the Intern. Uh, give him a little advice. I, I, I watched you over the course of six shows, and and in that role, the role of AP, you never get the turn. You never get the turn off. I, I was amazed that it, you know every minute of every day you're working on something. Give Eric some some advice. You know he he's he's a young college student working his way up. Give him some advice on on how to. You know, how to how to get better, you know, how to prepare, how to train. <laughs> well, I think it all is kind of about committed, like being committed and staying committed and kind of seeing things out and just not getting discouraged along the way and keeping a positive attitude. And just in my role, taking care of the crew and helping to get the shoot ready and working with the local fishermen and the boat captains and um, just kind of working with the local people and the restaurants we would film you at or whatever we would do. It, it was just, you got to keep your people skills good and just stay, you know, focused on the end goal and just get through your days. And it's can, a lot of fun while can, you're at can, it. Can you also tell them how messing around with the funny cigarettes isn't good for work at the <laughs> <laughs> can you maybe tell them that. <laughs> she can't tell them that. <laughs> you, do, you do whatever you got to do. Well, you, All the words, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Choking <laughs> <laughs> in the mall. Now, Alex, I, I, I don't think you heard. <laughs> no. Um, I I asked this question of of everybody that's been on tonight. We 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 had fun with with Rob and Wendell and and Tom and Nelson. Get, looking back, give me. I, and and there were so many. I I can close my eyes and think of amazing uh, moments we had along the way. But give me your favorite show out of the six. Looking back, what was your favorite city that we filmed at for Fish My City? Well, I mean, I'm I'm tied with Miami and Taipei. Miami was amazing seeing you catch three fish in one day and, and fishing those canals in, like, Palmetto Bay and Pinecrest and seeing you pull those fish out of the water and then also the sailfish experience and the tarpon experience. I mean, frankly, I was disappointed they didn't show that fight more on the show for the tarpon, like Tom had mentioned. I mean, yeah. in the dark. That was unbelievable. That was like 40 minutes in my note taking right yeah. there. That was that was serious. So that was cool. Um, but you can't forget about like the below freezing morning in Austin when we went fishing on the very first day. Like that was kind of that was kind of cool. And fishing in the currents in Taipei. And I mean, I don't know. We just did so much. I mean, and New York City, like you said, was so visually pleasing. I mean, the stuff that you did there was amazing. Like the fishing school and the oysters and the pizza and there was all these great experiences. I, I really don't have one single one, really. Yeah. What? Did, did you really be... enjoy those anchovies on the pizza? I actually did. Come on. No, I did. That looks so horrible. No, no, they were good. I, I, I think, you know, if you looked, each slice li probably had what maybe like three to four anchovies on it. Right. And they were good anchovies. I think. I think that's the big difference. You know, I've seen other anchovies mm -hmm. where they're like canned. Like these were fresh. It was cooked right. It was it was really it, it, it good. Put, I'll, have, I'll have to try it. Just put salt in every bite. Yeah, it's a little. It's a salty, yeah. briny uh, flavor that it adds to it. I, I enjoyed it. Thought it was good. Uh, give me. I'm going to go the opposite end of the spectrum, Alex, on this question. Give me one of the most frustrating moments of the six shows. Think back and was there was there one that stands out where it was just, you know. And there were frustrating moments for everyone, but give us give us your most frustrating moment or show of the six. 
Oh, I mean, seeing you frustrated, like in London, even though I thought it was great <laughs> wandering around the Regent's Canal, and I know the perch weren't biting, but going through like little Venice and walking behind the zoo and getting to see all the houseboats and stuff like that, seeing you frustrated really sucked. So that always adds to it because we always want to keep our crew and our host happy. Um, but, but Miami was tough. Miami like took a toll on me for some reason, even though it was my yeah. favorite spot to be. I was just, I was burned. It was, it was yeah. hard. Yeah. And there's a lot, I think, uh, I mean, th- there's some people watching right now. I, I think that still don't know the, the bulk of what's on your plate at each show. Give, give, give it, give us a rundown. Cause I, I can think of about 20 things, but give us a rundown of, everything because you're kind of it's all on your shoulders does that does that give give us a rundown and then does that responsibility is that weigh on you because it's a lot i'd say i was lucky for your show to have been involved in so many things in the planning but in addition to planning the whole day and getting the boat captains on board and um helping with even insurance and stupid office stuff i mean it's just a lot going on, but I take notes, I feed the crew, I get everyone home on a 12-hour day, I set up all the transportation and all the logistics involved, and also when you're not happy and catching your fish and you tell me to rejigger the system and someone else to call, then I'm also tasked with planning a shoot in six hours while I'm on a boat <laughs> in the middle of nowhere Yeah. And trying to make it work for the next day, even though we already had planned something. So it's just a lot of like troubleshooting, I'd say, that is fun. I like it. Now, we did mention this earlier, but I just want to remind you why you're on, Alex. We have some amazing behind-the-scenes highlight reels that we're going to be showing every week after each episode. And Becky reminded me that next week we have the Taipei bonus footage clip. And we happen to have you on film. Pete, you ready for this? I'm on. We have Alex catching a 50-plus-pound grouper oh, nice. all by herself on film. Wow. Yes. Yes, 50 pounds plus. That was intense. You're giving me too much credit. No. I watched you. You did it all yourself. That was unbelievable. Inspirational. I thought I thought you I thought you had bonus footage of her getting seasick. Well, we have that too. That's coming out in about two weeks. We have you throwing <laughs> up over the side of the boat. Yeah, we were deep, okay? Pete gets sick deep. too, right uh, here. So, don't, Pete, do you have any tips happens, for Alex? Happens to everybody. Peppermint, mm-hmm. ginger ale. Look at the hor- never take your eyes off the horizon. Stay in bed. Peppermint. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What do you mean it's peppermint? It's bull because you were sick while we went fishing at your wedding. Really, St. Thomas? <laughs> well, the other trick is is a lot of Captain Morgans and Coke. Yes! That'll take it right out, too. I'm That's sure. much quicker and dependable. It's <laughs> dependable. <laughs> Peppermint's hit or miss. So I want to tell everyone that, um, and most people who watch this show probably now know, but Mike's very needy. Um, he's high maintenance, he's needy, and I've spent most of our relationship traveling with him and, um, taking care of him, but I, I couldn't do this for the shoots. So Alex was like the other wife. Yeah. When I wasn't there. Yes. So I have to tell this funny story about... Was it Miami? It was Miami, right? I'm, I'm Mormon, by the way. Just um, you know. Is it the wallet? If it yes. was the wallet, it was yeah. New Orleans. Was the wallet New Orleans? I think. No. They, was it a wallet? Well, I don't remember where it was. Doesn't matter. Wallet so lost. I get a phone call from a very angry, irate Mike. I'm gonna try to keep this short and sweet, but y'all have to feel feel the emotion. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there with Carol who I work with, and my mom happens to be visiting. And I talk to everybody on speakerphone. So I put Mike on speakerphone, and he's flipping out. Every expletive, his wallet has been stolen. His (laughs) effing wallet has been stolen. And I'm calm as could be. Carol, calm as could be, because she married someone just like Mike. And I'm like, 
Okay, so where do you think it could be? I don't know. It's been stolen. I'm like, all right. But, like, let's retrace your steps because I just want to try to maybe see. Maybe it's not stolen. Maybe you just left it somewhere. Like, let's talk through this, you know. I'm talking. I'm talking. I think I got hung up on at least two or three times. You know what I mean? Because clearly the wallet was stolen, and how can I be trying to talk to him? It's very insensitive right of you. Yes, yes. Carol's calm. My mom is like, oh, this is awful. Why are you two so calm? And Carol looks at her. She goes, his wallet's not stolen. It's probably in the in this room somewhere. So I call Alex. And I said, Alex, he claims the wallet's been stolen. I'm sure the wallet has not been stolen. Could you just go through his room? And she's like, do I have permission to go through everything? I was like, you have permission to go through whatever the hell you want because you know that wallet is in that room. And I think probably within five minutes of Alex like yeah. getting off the phone with me, going to your room, yeah. she found it. It was behind yes. the desk. Yes, found the wallet. And, and there, the there was Alex's initiation yeah. to the wife yeah. of Mike Iaconelli. <laughs> that's right. So Ash, actually, AP is another word for uh, for wife or problem solver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It really is. Are, are, you, are you cool under fire like Becky was? Were you were you cool in this situation or were you frantic? I mean, you know, you gotta. It's kind of like when Ike was in uh, New Orleans and an alligator gar got stuck in like. An other guard tooth got stuck in your thigh or your hand? <laughs> yeah, my, and both. A big one in my thigh and a small one in my palm. Yeah. Texted the crew. He's like, I, I'm stabbed. I'm like, do you need to go to the hospital right now? He's like, no, no, I, I just picked it out. I'm cool. I'm like, oh, my God. Because you want to act really fast and help him if he needs to go to the hospital. But like the wallet, it's like you got to just be calm. And I deal with a lot of talent. So I'm hopeful that my skills will be calming as opposed to freaking out. <laughs> Yes, well, they were very calming. You did a great job. You kept me together. I appreciate that very much. Uh, I got some really, really important questions for you, Alex. First one is, we know you worked on Dr. Poole. Can you give us, can you talk any smack on Dr. Poole right now that will help decrease their ratings and increase the ratings of Fish My City. G- give yeah, us, give us something that uh, would w- would horrify do you think anyone that listens to. No, the but show? no, but we can cut it out later and paste it somewhere. Give us something that would horrify Doctor Pool viewers to. What, what the hell's Doctor Pool hurt about? their ratings? What Doctor Doctor Pool Doctor Pool 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 <laughs> it's like Flamboo. Shout, shout out to Dr. Pool. <laughs> he's a doctor and he has animals around. And he's got better ratings than we do. We're trying to destroy his show. No, Give us some I good mean, information. They, first of all, he does. he's an old school vet, so he his practices are kind of gnarly. And they have to cut out a lot of what he does because he's very old school and doesn't like follow the conventional way of doing things and works with super large farm animals. So for one, it's a little graphic. So that, I hope that would discourage viewers. And honestly, it's kind of sad. Um, but it just has it. It ha- honestly though, like it just has been, or I don't know why people just love that show. Like it, it's been around for a long time or something like nine seasons. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he's just got his, his segment, man, I, honestly, it's just this well-running, oiled machine that just does the same thing every season. They figured mm. out the, they figured out like the process of how to be successful for that show. Okay. I, I, I honestly, I have no idea. I wish I knew more about the ratings, but I'm starting to learn about them. Okay. Six-year-old well, women love him. Yeah, six, well, sixty to seventy-year-old women love Doctor Paul. It's Paul. bizarre. Paul. Maybe, yeah. maybe you Paul. should fish with farm animals. Maybe I should. On your episodes. Maybe I should. Maybe, maybe next one you can artificially inseminate a horse up to your shoulder like I saw oh, him doing one time. Maybe I'll do that. That <laughs> sounds like, interesting. Wait, what? He was like way yeah. in, like shoulder yeah. deep. Horse vagina. Oh. Or something. I don't know oh, what he was doing, yes. but his arm was way in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's fisting. Um, <laughs> uh, second question. Uh, Becky legitimately wants to get in on this reality thing. Is there any way you could get her a gig on The Real Housewives of New Jersey? She really, <laughs> really, I mean, she really, look, look look at her. Just look look at her. Look at her just face, look Alex. At her. Just look at her. I, want, I want a gig on that show, too. Ah! 
Yeah, I, I can, if you come to D.C., I could hook you up with the Potomac Housewives. There you go, Beck. Okay, there we go. Used to live in D.C. I, I know that Shout I out to, to Ninth and O. Shout out to Ninth and O. Your old stomping grounds, I know, D.C. Ninth and o. Okay, uh, I got it, and I have to know this. You know, recently you worked on. Uh, I watched your escapades out west, and it seemed like a cool show to work on with the gold guys out there digging around. What's more impressive, watching them find three ounces of gold, or watching <laughs> me catch a ten ounce tilapia? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such a great question. But honestly, the moments that you catch fish are pretty amazing, man. Like that—that—that's what makes my jobs, and I'm sure a lot of the other crew members' jobs. Like that's why we do what we do. You know? How I don't would, know about the tilapia. I don't think I saw you catch a tilapia. How would you react if you caught three ounces of gold? Me? I think I'd be so excited. I'd be excited. Are those I guys mean, how, excited? How, how would you Alex? scream? Yeah, I mean, what they've got going on up there, I was in the Yukon, and um, you dig a hole in the ground and there's gold in it. I mean, there's flakes of gold, so they've got all these machines that weed out the rocks and the dirt, and then they have this gold and they smelt it together into bars. And it's pretty incredible what these guys are doing up there and what Discovery helps them do up there. Yeah. I I like the show, but what what I find is interesting, we talked about this before, Beck, it's like they they work all season, right? However many shows it is, say it's 13 episodes and... 20. 20. And you watch them and they're digging and they're digging and they're... And dude, I'm talking about, Dave, massive pieces of equipment. I'm talking about cranes and, and sifters and these things that cost millions of dollars. And at the end of the year, dude, they're all stoked and they're happy and they're like, yes, we did it. And they put down this jar that's the size of this water bottle. And it's only like a quarter filled of gold. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like all that work and equipment for like that much gold? Like what? Like I don't get it, but I guess the value of gold is such well, that stop buying uh, gold chains and Italian. Why do I have any gold chains on? <laughs> Italian boots, Italian horn, and your Maloites. A double, a double finger <laughs> ring named Dino on it. The big giant Dino. Dino. Oh, Dino. Lord. Dino. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so how much gold did they get while you were there? I was just filming the behind the scenes, so I was kind of filming how they live up there, what their love lives are like, how their relationships are, um, working directly with the mine bosses kind of day-to-day and just doing little packages on the machinery that they use and what their day is like in the cut and what their day is like when they get back at camp and kind of just doing interviews with them, asking about their lives and et cetera, et cetera. What, 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 is, their, like, what is the social scene for them yeah. up there? What is their love life yeah. like? There, there's, there's, um, there's definitely hookups. There's definitely hookups with production crew because each mine site has about 40 people in production working for them. So wow. if there's any love interest, I imagine it's that. But most of the guys are just drinking beers when they finish at the end of the day and doing the whole day again. They work seven to seven and then they just come home and they drink and they've got like TV and internet up there, like a hundred miles outside of the Arctic Circle. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Um, sometimes wow. it works. But wait, so where are their families? Like far, far away? They're back in like Milwaukee or Portland or Arizona. Um, some live in Canada, um, but up in the Yukon is like the very far kind of near uh, Alaska, but on the Canadian border. So how long are they on site? How long are they away from their families? About six months. I, and Ooh. I, you know, I, I never did the full Gold Rush series, you know, so I just get to do the fun behind the scene moments, which is nice for me because I'm not up there for six months. I was up there for three weeks. Dang, they're totally banging production. Yeah. I, I, I didn't see anything firsthand, but I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Did you ever have to fix a pregnancy? <laughs> oh man! Damn! Pete. That's a steep question. Dark Pete. Where'd that come from? <laughs> Dark Pete. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I th- it it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever have to like bail anyone out of jail? Like, what is what is like the biggest fix you've ever had to do? Oh my god! I mean, other than like when I worked on a cooking channel show, uh, we were filming, and my guy thought that he, the host of the show, thought he was having an allergic reaction to vanilla bean in the middle of a scene, and his throat was closing up, and he <laughs> thought he was going into like anaphylactic shock, and so panic attack. Car. Yeah, it was totally a panic attack, man. It was not a big deal, but those moments of like extreme things—that's what I can think of off the top of my head. 
Can you think of a more candy ass thing to be allergic to than vanilla <laughs> Like, oh my god, you were not meant to evolve. Like, <laughs> the planet's trying to kill you if you can't yeah. swallow vanilla bean. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, he'll be extinct yeah. sooner or later. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, let me remind everybody watching, if you've got any questions for Miss Alex, we're going to have her on for a little bit. Eric, the intern, what do we got coming through? Yeah, so Nelson has asked multiple times about <laughs> Buddha soup. Oh. He's, uh, he's asking about the Buddha soup. He wants to know your take on this. Buddha soup. What's that? From Nelson. Alex, How many want... times did he ask you that out of curiosity? Uh, just twice. Twice. Oh. Okay. Um, Nelson, I miss you, buddy. Uh, yeah, so we were in Taiwan, and... Uh, in Taiwan, you don't order your own food. You kind of sit down at a table and you kind of get given your meal. Um, it's really difficult to order like individual things there. So we were at a shrimp pool, a pay shrimp pool, very fun. We sat down for lunch. Our fixer, who Mike mentioned, we had a fixer there who worked with all the local Joyce. Shout out to Joyce. 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 She was amazing. We man. love she Joyce. Per- yeah, she got us to all of our locations, found all of our boat captains. I mean, made everything work for us there. But, um, yeah, she brought over the soup. It looked great. Uh, but it had some claws sticking out of the end. <laughs> like a piece of, like, chicken bone hanging out the top. Monkey foot. There was a <laughs> monkey foot in there. And when, I mean, I really Cat wanted fur. soup. I was really excited. We're all, like, we hadn't really, we were, like, what's it going to be? And so I was really excited to try the soup. And unfortunately, my filter just gave out on me at that moment. Um, and I should preface this. My fixer talked up the soup. She said that this Buddha soup brought him back from the grave. She was <laughs> praising this soup. She's like, everybody loves the soup. Our local people, they love the soup. This is like God's soup, essentially. Um, so I just... I, I lost it, and I was like, this looks fucking disgusting. <laughs> she was mortified. She was mortified. My crew was laughing. They were proud of me. They were mortified of what I said. They were thinking the same thing. I mean, it just, it was a moment, and I and I actually apologized. Um, I felt really bad, but it's just a cultural thing that I had to learn in that moment. Respect their food, and uh, yeah, I just... It was it was absolutely disgusting. I mean, it, it looked nobody ate it. Nobody it, ate it. It sounds like like a witch's spell, like stew. You know, like when they make like a spell and they throw like frogs and things in there. I don't know, man. That sounds. That's terrible. exactly. It was in a cauldron. I really yeah. thought that. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're probably voodoo in you. <laughs> Might have been a little. Thanks, voodoo. Nelson. I had I had the chicken fingers at a Chinese dim sum. The claw, the chicken claw yeah. foot, yeah. Oh. oh, it was bad. It yeah. was terrible. It wasn't. Nah, I'm all right. Yeah. Now I, I would say though, Alex, and tell me if you would agree. In this, in the six shoots though, overall, we had some really amazing meals though. We yeah. had some great meals. That oh was that, that was the opposite end of the spectrum, but but we ate like kings and queens. It was really good. Yeah, Rob and Brian were a big part of that. You know, they they treat their they want. They're the top people, and they want their true their crew treated well, and we're gonna treat you guys well, and we're gonna feed you when we can. And I know feeding eat it fishermen don't eat lunch, <laughs> but crew eats lunch. Yeah. So that was a constant battle is figuring out a time where we could break, um, because lunch needs to be planned, especially when we're on the go and we're in cold weather, and you know it could be raining or whatever. So uh, that was always a little bit of a challenge, but I definitely pride myself on feeding you know hopefully the crew well whenever I can. So Yeah, let's throw a production term out right now. And real quick for everybody watching, we're gonna give a I'm gonna give a word and we're gonna let Alex define it. And the word is crafty. Crafty. Oh, crafty. Alex <laughs> Crafty is a big deal. On our shoot, um we had to have chips and snacks in one bag and waters and drinks in another. Um, most Production crews use coolers um, or bins, however you got to do it. We used bags that we would travel with because we were on foot a lot. Um, but, yeah, crafty is very important. you got to keep your team fueled with snacks all day, all day long. Crafty. <laughs> all the crafty was really good, too, except for the wet sandwiches. And I can't oh. remember what, what, what shoot that was. We had, we had sandwiches that when I opened it up and took a bite, it was like a wet sandwich. Yeah, the yeah, bread yeah. was soggy. It yeah. was Moist and lovely. That was a bad omen. That was that Miami day. It was that. It was that same boat, that big boat. It was. And 
And by the way, that did make air. Rob said it didn't make air, but that moment did make air. And then you called Monster Mike, and you're like, yeah. "Who do you got for me?" Yeah. Because we had a failed day with the snook. Yeah, that's right. Did make it. Remember when you ate the green crab? I did. I put that in your yeah yeah McDonald's but, yeah. Our producer sandwich. put a what? put a green crab, dead crab, in my <laughs> breakfast sandwich, and I ate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. How'd that go? It was still better than the wet sandwich. So. Did you make out okay after that? No, I did okay. Yeah, that yeah. was tough. No, I still eat. Alex might want to know that Tasty Cakes would be a good snack to keep around. Tasty Cakes, good for this, crafty. For this crew. Yeah, honey buns especially, or Tasty Cakes. Especially this guy. I could I could eat some honey buns. Oh, wow. Uh, I should have asked you guys in the first place. And a ham sandwich with no cheese, just two pieces Mike, of bread and Mike ham. Says, <laughs> Becky sets Mike up so well. She, he comes packed already with all of his snacks and like oh, all yeah. of his bars <laughs> yes. and all of his powders He's and vitamins. So and I, I barely need to get really, Mike, anything special on the road because Becky just packs him like beautifully she's got all of his outfits lined up she does yeah and 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 alex except I, for the socks and sandals i did not do the that socks and sandals <laughs> in miami wasn't her that was me but i that was, I, that was impressive i do got to say beck i do since they didn't give you official credit in the show i do want to say congratulations you did a great job on wardrobe and fish my city becky thank you yes and i know everybody appreciates appreciates what you did thank, thank you very much what what is that sandwich you always order at fast food i'd like a Cheeseburger with cheese only. Yeah, cheese only. Yeah, no, no, no fixins. But I'd get like I I can order like a dozen of them, and then I just keep them. Right. Just ran. I don't even care if they're refrigerated. I'll just keep them around for a couple, three, four, five days. And when I get hungry, just eat one. You've he's ordered that a million times. I don't do that anymore. Yo, that you was, don't do that. Nah, that was cheese you know only. What's so 20s. disgusting about that? Like he would do that with sandwiches, but he won't eat leftovers. <laughs> Really? How does that make well, any no, sense? I eat leftovers. You don't I don't eat... eat all leftovers. I do eat leftovers. I don't eat all leftovers. But like who just leaves like garbage uh, roasty right. sandwiches sitting <laughs> around for three days? Well, yeah. if McDonald's on. meat does right. not rot. If you that's, that's what like, I'm saying. That, you, you leave it out. <laughs> it's buy not even one, meat. Well, buy one, put it in the garage. Come back to it a week well, later. It looks exactly the same. The messed up part is you actually ate a McDonald's hamburger and the grease got on the leather in the truck. Yeah. And it's stained. Yeah. Permanently, permanently stained. There was like a wow. droplet of grease that I could not get <laughs> off. That's what you get. I know. It's, that shit. And it's like green. It, it's like that weird grease, mm-hmm. green. Yeah. I don't know what it, is yeah. that. They do go bad. Like, remember the time that I accidentally switched your refrigerator to heat? Oh, yeah. Oh, you you cooked them. I cooked all your Yeah, it's disgusting. Your Why does your refrigerator have heat? Yeah, right. I said heat. He, right. had, he had this weird thing that it would it, if you had it on it's one portable. way, it was a freezer a or refrigerator. And if you flicked it, the switch, it would turn, it would heat food. Yeah. And I accidentally flicked the switch one Where day. Where the hell is she out that there's light outside? I don't know. <laughs> That's not outside. That's not outside. Eric, <laughs> you got anything else coming through? Cause I'm, yeah. Um, d- quick comment first. Someone said, I hope Becky picked out those pants and not Mike. Yes. Uh, second Beck of all, those are my, amazing pants, by the way. These are my uh, <laughs> Dave. Let me say it again. These are my salmon colored pants. Salmon, salmon <laughs> colored pants. Salmon. That explains why he made two guys kiss on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Tom wrong, and Nelson uh, love each other. What's wrong with that? Second of all, all right. Um, uh, what, yes. Go ahead. Oh, uh, you go ahead. And Matt wanted to know, Alex, would you rather do a double episode with Ike? Or take Eric the intern, which is me, to his prom. <laughs> <laughs> and just if, if it means anything, I know that both my prom dates would vouch to me, vouch for me that I was a lovely prom date. Shout out to, shout out to Megan and Liz. Wow, I'm so flattered. If there was a world that I could do both, I feel like I would. <laughs> Good answer. Great I'll answer. take that That's answer. Good answer. All right, okay. Alex. I know. I see you drinking water. I know you're getting nervous, and this is the time. That I know no. a lot of people have been waiting for because this is Ike Live. This is the podcast where we do everything. Um, we've got a game for you, Alex. This is oh, no. very, very exciting. And uh, we, we invite you to play the game. Will you play with us? All right, let's do it. Okay. And uh, we're going to let I, – I felt like it was the right thing to do to let Miss Rebecca ask you these questions. But I'm going to announce the title of this game. And this is a game called Fish My City – Season one, pure facts oh, trivia wow. game. Pure facts trivia game. Oh God! Fish my city season one, pure facts trivia game, and let's the games begin. Thank you. Back All right, again. number one. 
During filming for the Miami show, Mike realized he forgot to bring enough underwear to last for the entire 10 days of filming. How many new pairs of underwear did you have to buy for him? A, three, B, six, C, eight. Oh, man. I sent our PA, Jake, to do this task, but I know it was... Jake from State Farm? No. Oh. It was a lot. I think it was. A, I think it was a whole. I think it was probably a whole pack. So I'd say. I'd say six or eight. Uh, eight. I'm gonna go with eight. That eight is correct. Eight. eight is correct. Correct. Definitely is correct. Wow. Eight underwear, Pete, for me. I was, were you embarrassed to send people to buy I was, you underwear? I was a little embarrassed. I was a little embarrassed. I forgot to bring underwear. Couldn't I, you like send them to the laundry at the hotel? I didn't have them. I was coming right from a oh, tournament. You had none. I had one pair plus the pair I had on. So I had eight days to compensate for. So the problem was, because of the way the travel schedule was, like, Mike would be at a tournament, and then I'd have to fly someone or have someone take his rig to the next tournament. Mm -hmm. And he had a suitcase there that was just for the shoots that he would grab and take with him on the plane to wherever he was shooting. And then he would fly back to the rig. And typically, like, I would try to meet up with him at some point. I'd grab the suitcase, swap it out, give him a new suitcase for the next shoot. And for whatever reason, like, we just, we got the outfits in and we forgot the underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Alex to the rescue on my underwear. Did you consider going without? Ah, it's free balling. We could have free balled, but... It was better to have underwear. All right. Number two, Mike and the Fish My City executive producer, Rob Worsoff, both have very, very strong personalities. How many times did Mike and Rob get into it during filming? <laughs> A, one, B, three, or C, every show? I, oh, man. I mean, I was going to – I. I Shit, I'm torn between three and just, like, a little moment at every show. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were cities that went off pretty flawlessly. You know, I got to go with my gut instinct. I feel like there was a little something every show. Yes, correct. Correct, (laughs) correct. Every show. Every show, me and Rob battling. Yes. All right, number three. Filming in London during the middle of winter made fishing extremely difficult. Luckily, the crew had a few off days to rest and recoup. Recouped, like your spelling's horrific. That's not me. I didn't do if this one. If by some remote chance there is another <laughs> production crew listening to this podcast right now, what would you recommend they do during their off days? A, go to the pub for traditional warm English beer, fish and chips, and mushy peas. B, go to an underground rave, take ecstasy, and dance half naked until six in the morning. <laughs> Or C, kidnap a young British associate production <laughs> assistant and make him strap a certain mattress on his back. This is so messed up, Mike. Um, I would have to say all of the above. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I think that there's a lot of importance of being in London, going to a pub, enjoying the atmosphere, bumping elbows with everybody. We filmed there. We drank there. I also went to an underground rave. I did not take ecstasy, but I did dance, and I had a lot of fun. And then there was another period throughout our stay where I did offer my room to another production member who had a two-hour drive home, which involved a scene of a dragging mattress in the morning. And no, he did not end up sleeping in my room, um, but my my lovely team helped take care of it. And uh yeah, we were just trying to help a fellow member out. He was a little, he was a little uh, tipsy. He was pretty drunk. Joe. Yeah, young kid. Shout out to Joe. Oh Lord. Joe. Okay, so number four. During filming in the New York City show, the crew had to endure some crowded, traffic-filled conditions. Oh, this boy. is all totally. I think it's supposed to be hypothetical. I think it's supposed to be hypothetical. <laughs> it says hypnotically. <laughs> I This is all totally hypothetical. But if for some reason the production van smashed into a parked car, would you A, stop, leave a note, and call the police, B, 
speed off and pretend it never happened, or C, drive directly to Times Square to eat a shitty chain restaurant like TGI Fridays. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, I think it depends on a few scenarios. Um, but, yes, the right thing to do is to stop, pull over, assess the damage, uh, make sure that the other vehicle is okay. And then I think it's important to proceed to location as long as everyone is safe. We've got a schedule to keep. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. Get your job done. Work. Never I like up. that. Good answer. <laughs> you could have also gave her a D, uh, Fifth Amendment. Fifth Amendment. That might have been an option. Yeah. Don't forget, this is a hypnotic situation. It's a hypnotic yeah, yeah. situation. None of this is real. It's all hypnotic. Right. Hypnotically, hypnotically speaking. Hypnotic situation. Awesome. Oh, God. Okay, so oh we're God. don't worry. There's only six. We're on five. We're getting there. Oh, God, I thought, oh, there's another page. Three, this is painful. Three of the U.S. cities filmed have very famous streets. Austin, Texas has East 6th Street. Miami has Ocean Drive. And, of course, New Orleans has Bourbon Street. Which of the following was the strangest thing you encountered? A, zombies walking the streets, dragging their leg behind them while carrying a sign that says, please help need pot B <laughs> Robin Wendell driving drunk on a bike share after losing miserably at the casino as Wendell bites Rob's face while he is eating a Reuben or C Tom and Nelson doing absinthe shots off each other's nipples before riding a giant mechanical jackalope in some <laughs> random dirty bar Damn. what that's some that's too much. interesting um, what the hell did you guys do? <laughs> there was video that our executive producers, Rob Warsoff and Brian Wendell, sent to the team, and they really went crazy at Haraz, uh, Harrods, whatever, uh, casino in New Orleans. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, oh, my guys. God. No, it's a wonderful thing because we know someone yes! else who calls it Haraz. No, I'm so embarrassed. I hate that this is live. Anyway. <laughs> she pronounced it Harris Casino Haraz? Yes. There's I another did. person that does that. Yeah. Uncle Don my Uncle Don and my mom call it Haraz as well. Yeah. Haraz. Yeah. They also call the Ramada Inn the Ronda Inn. The Ronda Inn. <laughs> <laughs> Shout yeah, out to no, Haraz. The, the bite was the best. <laughs> 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 the bite. The bite. Yeah, for sure. Yes. The bite is the winner. The bite Excellent. is correct. Alex, we are almost done. We're, we're, in, we're in the home stretch here. Okay, so filming in Taiwan had inherent challenges, challenges difficulties? Cha- challenging difficulties? <laughs> I don't even know. Differences in language, culture, customs, food. Which of the following would you recommend a foreign traveler do to gain acceptance? A. Ride a moped the wrong way down the street and give everyone the middle finger. B. Present a rare gift of an American novelty singing toy called a Billy Bass. That's a signing toys. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, C, when eating a traditional Taiwanese dinner after taking your first bite of food, call out and discuss this is fucking gross as you spit out the food and disrespect food in the process. (laughs) And that was butter. You don't even spell food right. It's butter. Shit. Well, I, I think it's the Buddha soup because everybody like really We're... gave me shit about that. Buddha soup. The Buddha soup. So that that, that gains your acceptance. Yes. I forgot the question now. I know it was too long. I was amazed at her focus to be able to even take a stab at it. The strategy's working. Totally confused. You know, before you... I got no idea what the question was. They were so long. I feel like the second one was the answer, but I can't remember it. Alex, don't even worry. There's nobody watching this show anymore because Mike's questions have been so horrific tonight. I, I, would, I would rather hear the Obamacare for I'd rather hear the Affordable Care Act read. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, I gotta ask you something, Mike. When you were doing this, did you all them red squiggly lines under almost every other word? That means you gotta look at that shit that is spelled wrong. Grammar's not right, dude. Like that's what it's telling you. It's not saying good job. He thought, no. it, he thought it meant emphasis. No, but these aren't even spelled wrong. They're just the wrong words. They're just dude, blatantly wrong words. I don't think I don't think butter would have had no red. Butter, butter. That would have been butter, red. Butter, butter, <laughs> butter, definitely. That, that you know that god over in Asia, butter. <laughs> Mike thought all those red lines were like this computer thinks I'm rad. <laughs> oh my god! The show is going to hell. Oh, oh question god. for uh, who? What? I got a question for you. Uh oh, yes. If you got another fish in my city, would you be um, more willing to, or could you think about a show that involves fishing, but also involves more, like, about the customs of the city and, like, a little bit of travel and just, I know you're a big fisherman and I know that, like, you're super talented. I mean, it's incredible to see you fish. You talked all season about it, you having, like, the gods on your side, but honestly, Mike, from what I see, you're... You've built your experience over the last, whatever, 30 years, and and you're just really talented, and now it's paying off, and you've gotten incredible opportunities, and you're just, you're just, you know, you're succeeding, man. I think you've done an incredible job. If you got another season, would you be willing to do, you know, a little less fishing and a little bit more walkie-talkie kind of sightseeing, um, like, travel-type stuff for network TV purposes? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. I'm glad you asked that question. I absolutely would. No. I, you, no, no. I, no, I would. No, I would. Pete is not a no, good no, Those 10 days yeah, shoots no. go to 20 days. No, no, no. I, I would. I, I, not I, happening. No. I, I actually have more to appreciate. You know, it's funny because when you're, when you're doing it, when you're in the act of something, for me, I can't visualize, you know, what the final product looks like. And, and until I actually saw it, you know, even, even, even in like the rough edits I was getting, I still didn't see the big picture. But now that you're watching on TV, when I sit back and watch it on TV, I'm, I'm like, man, that stuff is real important to the whole story. I thought it was amazing, those yeah. parts, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that honestly might be more it's important than the fishing itself. So, so, so the answer to that is yes. Uh, cool. And, and to be totally honest, I, I would do anything for another season. <laughs> Maybe not yeah. anything, but, uh, uh yeah. I, I hope we get another chance. I hope we get another chance. Typically well, speaking. Crazy, though. <laughs> Typically. Typically speaking, I would do anything. I was impressed that I was impressed that Alex's question was as long as yours. Were yours that messed up? You got this on fire. You don't fire. Well, I I hope it I hope it makes it another season, Alex. Uh, we'll we'll see. We're keeping our fingers crossed. I, I think they'd be crazy to lose a talent like you. I think that they're going to have to reevaluate and probably renegotiate and relook at everything once all the episodes premiere. And I think there'll be hopefully some promotional kick and maybe some re-airings of the season, et cetera, et cetera. And hopefully it gets picked up, you know? Yeah, well, we're keeping our fingers crossed. If for some reason it doesn't, if you have any pull... At another network, and they're looking for the real husbands of New Jersey. I would definitely be interested in that as well. That's definitely, funny. definitely interested in the real husbands of New Jersey. Are you guys all going to be the husbands? Yeah, Pete, Dave, Brian DeCarpenter. I ain't watching that shit. Yeah, no, you're in it. No, you're in it, Bry. Dude, it, Brian's role, the whole thing. He just puts his hands under his armpits yeah. and he rocks back. Hey, you know, in Hold theory, on. Eric could be in it too because Bethany Frankel wasn't married when she was on the New York one. There you so, go, Eric. You're in. I don't even know who that is. Bethany. When they tested the audience and they, and skinny, they also, skinny, whatever. But when they would test skinny the sixteen-year-old women, like the audience, when they would do a focus test, they they would wonder like, are they watching like a mime show with Brian? You know what I mean? He wouldn't be saying that. He'd just be like walking around the house, banging shit around, <laughs> <laughs> turning the volume up. <laughs> Not working. Alex, Alex, I got to tell you, it was uh, unbelievable working with you. The time we had. Um, man, it was. I, I told Rob and Wendell and Nelson and Tom, but it was special. It was a really special time, and uh, and uh, I made a great friend with you, and I, I appreciate it. It was unbelievable time, unbelievable yeah. experience. Yeah, thanks for bringing me along for the ride. It was awesome. 
It's yes. really awesome. Yes. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, I appreciate it. Okay. All right, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> have a good night. Alex, everybody. Yes. Thank you, Alex. Good luck. Bye. Wow, I love it. Of course, like with the luck you have in life, because you know life does shine down on you. You get like the coolest like of everything, like the coolest cast, like, <laughs> the, like the coolest supporting crew. Yeah, it was funny though because I, I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like I I didn't know right off the giddy either because you're me. You I literally met everybody for the first time. Dude, that crew seemed awesome. Dude, every single they were one. they were yeah. great. It, it was great. It, it made all the sucky parts of the show worth it. I don't even know how you could have got the sucky. Well, with people like that. no, I'm just saying the travel, the you know the long yeah. travel, yeah. you know the the freaking jet lag, the the days where you, nothing's gone. You know there were days when nothing went right, but that made it fun, man. Yeah, that's a that, that's a cool. Group. I mean, it, they're all in. Oh yeah, that the, whole group's uh, all in. Man. They were, they were, all, they were all in. They were invested from the very beginning. Um, if the show's a success, it's mm-hmm. because of those guys more than it's is it's mine, you know. Well, and they were, they all worked hard. They all worked extremely hard and. It stinks because some of the best moments of of what happened weren't that weren't what they were filming. It was what was happening between us. Yeah, like that would have been a really, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we could have turned the cameras on ourselves. It would have been a hell of a show. You know, like the trip back from the trip, the bus ride back from uh, the reservoir where we caught the giant snakehead. We just had road sodas and we got totally drunk and oh, it was great. Like that stuff is that stuff was cool, man. It was an episode that no one saw yet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I number number seven tonight. <laughs> Spoiler alert. All right, listen to me. Let's th- take care of a little business right now. Uh, this was a great show. We're going to do our mystery tackle box unboxing right now, Pete Glusick. This awesome. is a brand new box. Notice the steel is still there. We're going to break that. I'm going to use a pen. I always do this with a ballpoint pen. Look at that. Broke the seal there. Break it there. Just like that. Okay. And let me remind you, everybody. If you want to get your very own Mystery Tackle Box Pro Box, go to mysterytacklebox.com, use the promo code Ike Live, you get 50% off your first box. I love how you're pointing at the cardboard that That's they right. can see. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a teleprompter. It's yeah. a teleprompter. <laughs> Ghetto teleprompter. It's a cardboard teleprompter. <laughs> Eric, Eric, you need to get a picture of that and post it. Yeah. All right. People we're going to go in this box. We're going to pass it around. We're gonna. I'm going to pass it to Pete. Pete's going to pass it to the couch. We're all going to pick a lore, and this is the beauty of MTB, Pete. I've said it before. They give you diversity. Mm. They put in your hands lures that you might not normally buy on your own. I think that's really special about this MTB box. Um, I picked one out, Pete. I'm going to talk about it while you dig for yours. Right there, Brian DeCarpenter, I know you know what this is. I picked out a Whopper Plopper. Oh, for real? Yes, a Whopper Plopper. This is the small size. This is 90. Really cool color. I would call it a bluegill tilapia looking color. Um, man, this Whopper Plopper is the deal. I'm not sponsored by him, but I can tell you that almost every guy from fall to spring to summer has a Whopper Plopper tied on one of their rods. So Whopper Plopper, River to Sea, size 90. Pete, what do you got in there? I picked a, a bio a biospawn. Biospawn? <laughs> okay. Biospawn? Biospawn. This is a, a swim bait with a paddle tail. And the reason why I picked this out is because this style bait is what Paul Mueller's smashed him on wow. while filming for Bash University wow. this week. With a big head, like a like a three quarter ounce. What? One ounce. It's getting it deep though. Deep. Fishing twenty to forty feet and grinding it into the rocks. Oh. Okay. With small uh, mouth? Small mouth. Yeah. Yeah. With that style of bait right there. Very cool. Miss Rebecca, what do you got? I don't know. Huh. I could say this. I uh, After watching Carl on Table Rock uh, fishing the, uh, what was it, the, the Nation Championship? Mm-hmm. Right? Or the uh, Opens uh, Championship on Table Rock. He was throwing a glide bait. And I had a, uh, a River to Sea S waiver I got in an MTB box. Um, so I picked that out and went throwing that around. It was cool. It was cool to get a cool bait like that. Like, I didn't have a glide bait. Right. You know, and, and um, I had some fun with it. Very cool. Yeah, Anything look at it? I lost a big one on it. Oh, I had a awesome. bunch of big pickerel, and I'm going to keep fooling around with it. But the S waiver works nice. I tell you what, what he talked about on Bash U, just his inspiration. I, I'm like, I got to get him. 
I don't have that many. I got to get some more. I, he I was, was really into it. Day mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Doing that same deal. Yeah. Very but cool. It was cool, man. Just watching him. Just the cadence with the with turning the reel and all real picking that bait out mm-hmm. and doing the same thing. Yeah. Me too. All right, Dave. What do you got there? Uh, I don't know. You guys can tell me. They're really cool. I wouldn't buy these unless I got the box. Right. They're these like balls oh. with like these. No, oh, nice oh, Nico, Nico, Nico weight. weights. Oh, Insert okay. weight, definitely. Tail weight to soft plastics. Yep. It's changed everything. Yeah, it's really, it really cool because VMC has one too, and they have a, a half. They call it a half moon. Mm-hmm. But this has a ball on the end. I like the ones that have that a lot of extra weight that sticks on the end mm-hmm. because when it pecks on the bottom, it's more surface area to make that. That disturbance right. and that ticking on the bottom, you know. So you so like having to, the ball hanging off the back. Yep. So you, like, if you were doing it on like a soft stick bait, you would put it in the fat end. Yeah. You'd put that little O-ring not in the middle, but down toward the fat end, and then hook it with your your hook, and then the way it falls, it's kind of cool because it sort of falls erratically, but it stands on the bottom, and when you shake your, tip, your rod tip, it just ding 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 ding. It's really cool action, man. Tailway okay. to Senko with them too. Tailway to Senko. Yeah. Or Miss, 48. Or 48. 48 to hold them. Miss Rebecca? Senko throw those baits all night. Last bait. What do we got here? So here's a soft plastic. They call it the Dynapaddle. It's actually kind of cool. Dynasty. So look. You see this thing, Brains? No. That actually, actually, actually kind of cool. I ain't seen nothing. This is a wacky rig bait. It's got two tab mm. tails on either end. So this is kind of cool. Yeah. Throw one back there so they can get a highlight of this. Yeah. This is kind of cool bait. It is cool. But literally, you can only wacky rig it. Wacky rig it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, but them little tails are so Unless small. Unless you bit off an end, you could bite off an end. It's so drop thin. Shot. Yeah, you could drop shot. You could wacky, wacky, wacky drop shot. I'm wacky style. Wacky Somebody put it in shot. water and film it. Yeah. yeah, it's a neat bait. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a neat bait. Okay, so yeah. mystery tackle box. Go to mtb. Uh, dot com. Use the promo code Ike Live and get your fifty percent off your first box. Oh. Uh, oh, what's that? Brian the Carpenter. Uh, I also want to mention to everybody. We haven't uh, seen this before. Uh, Another great sponsor of the Ike Live show is TH Marine. TH Marine is the maker of great marine products. Everything from canoes and kayaks to john boats to full-size bass boats, all the way up to Biggie Smalls yachts. They make great products for your boat. This happens to be Trolling Motor Month at TH Marine. Is that true? Yes, November's Trolling Motor Month, and we're going to be highlighting... In the month of November, some great trolling motor products from TH. This is one I know you've seen before on our show. We're going to talk about it again. It's the G-Force handle. Pete, I can't tell you how many times I've seen you pull that troll motor up and fall backwards. That handle breaks. <laughs> your legs fly over your head, and you're 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 in pain. You're you're in the you're just oh god, you're in pain on the bottom. You can barely move. That the sciatic nerve is damaged. God, it hurts. You're yelling. I remember, Pete. I remember. This will eliminate that troll motor handle breaking. And here's the great news, and Brian, I want to I want to parlay this into talking a little bit about a boat built. Brian DeCarpenter? That's right. You want to talk a little bit about that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All I know is Howard Hammonds needs a G-Force uh, handle. Howard Hammonds. Did that happen a, a to poor you? Guy. you fish with him? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, he rolled. <laughs> Are we not I, talking about the boat oh, yeah, anymore? Sorry, yeah, let's talk about the boat What the hell just happened? Yeah, this is really cool. My one feature just you got, 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 got hijacked. You got hijacked. This boat build is like Christmas at an orphanage. Go ahead, Brian. They just cut me right at the pilot. I didn't even get to film the pilot. I already cut. Sorry, Brian. That was good. I'm sure about the boat build. I just was living my vision. Whenever you're done, back. I'm done. I promise. Done. Done. Take it, Bri. Hurry up. Done. Christmas time at the soup kitchen. Go ahead, Bri. (laughs) 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 So, yes, we're doing a boat build. Yes. And uh, it's been in the works for a few months now. We've got a 16-foot tracker. Um, It's a pile, and uh, it's beat up, and we're going to strip it down and pimp it out. So it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Completely reframe it, redeck it, rerun all the electrics, uh, electric and and uh, the electronics in it, and depth finders and the whole deal. You know, complete live well rebuilds and and uh, soup to nuts, man. It's gonna be badass. Soup nuts you, and working with TH on a lot of the working with TH yes. for a lot of products and a few other companies have come on board. So it's it's gonna be awesome, man. Very cool. I, I recommend you use the G Force handle. 
Yes. I think we want that build. Definitely want to use the G4 Santa. So here, here's what this boat's going to look like next year. It's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to look like? The same. The same. That's going to be done. Yo ass. It's going to be a Kong mount with no electronics on it. There's still going to be no brake lights. Still going to only have one factor. Brake lights for what? Dude, this is actually. No, no, the best part about this, I can't wait to pull this piece. Right here, Dave. <laughs> and all you laughing and mocking me <laughs> when we get to the end. This is how, this is how we're going to introduce the final the final edit from this build. The what, final what, edit. What, what we'll have, me. though, we'll have, like, the handle, like, you know, underneath about two inches of water. <laughs> Fill in the box. The GoPro mount's going to be an awesome anchor for a cobweb near the back of the <laughs> The diagram for the boat belt is in that same notebook. That <laughs> the wish list. <laughs> the wish list. <laughs> Oh, 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 it's Carmela's kitchen and the boat building, <laughs> <laughs> one page behind each other. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I have to say, though, I'm really proud of Brian. This is probably the most he's ever talked in one episode. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought of something else you need to put on the boat, though. If you, if you end up doing it, which you probably won't, but if you do. <laughs> put a scarecrow on it to keep the crows off of it. <laughs> A scarecrow! A scarecrow! I'm on the pedestal seat, the scarecrow! A 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 <laughs> Keep the geese off of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna be huge. <laughs> it's huge. You gotta use some aluminum. You definitely should think about adding a uh, a key a key holder on there somewhere. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Oh Make sure God. you know where your keys are. Uh huh. Wow. <laughs> Good, oh, I'm all cried out. Uh, so, Dave, will we be here the same time next year, a year later, talking about the same? Oh my God! Boat build. I, Nothing's done on it. Uh-huh. If the boat's even like still floating, it might dude, I, it's got a hole in it right now. I've got taped up with metal tape. Exactly. Yeah. No, for real. Does it really? Metal tape, and it held. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. That is. Crazy. How you gonna fix that? A little weld. We're gonna find out. Tune oh. in. Damn. Tune Bubble in. gum. Wow. No, no, we're going to do it for real, man. Everything's going to be tip-top. Yeah. Mm. Power pole's just going to be a broomstick like through a PVC pipe right into the mud. (laughs) Damn right it will. (laughs) (laughs) Power pole, Uh, pay me nothing. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) Wow. Dude, what do you you think? The options are we could end the show or we could keep laughing about boat (laughs) pills. You got more, bring it. I'm right. I'm cried out. I feel cried out. Uh, out, Uh, Leave leave while we're on top. Let's leave while we're on top. Let me thank everybody for tuning in to this very special episode. This is the Fish My City show. Man, I had a great time. I want to thank everybody, Pete, for coming on. I want to thank the entire field production crew, uh, Rob, Wendell, Nelson, Tom, Alex. Thank you guys for coming in. Ron. Uh, Ron. Who wasn't even on the show? Thank you, Ron. Yo, Ron. Shout out to Ron. Yo, Ron. Shout out to Ron. Shout out to Flambu. Uh, Flambu. The Zen River. What was it? Zen. Sign. Sign River. Uh, it was an awesome show. I definitely invite everyone. Listen to me. The show, the new show, Pete, is this Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. <coughs> is this the big one? This is the Taiwan show. Everybody loved this one. Taiwan show this Friday. 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central Time, Net Geo Wild. Check it out. And then Saturday, the marathon of Fish My City, the very next day. Oh, for real? Yes, from like noon to like 4 o'clock. 5. 5 o'clock, you're going to be able to watch 
four Fish My nice. Cities in a row. Five. 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 Fish My Cities in a row. <laughs> it's going to be a giant marathon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Look for the new Fish My City in that year. Thank you to Pete. Thank you to Dave, Becky, Eric, Brian, the Carpenter. Have a great night. We'll see you soon.